Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. I'm not Kevin. I'm also not Kevin. Kevin is not with us today, because we are recapping, leading up to our interviews and uh, whatnot from the recent Whales, Ales, and Salty Tales event at the Cold Spring Harbor Welling Museum. And uh, Kevin wasn't able to join us for this little uh, recap slash introductory session. So, uh, you know, think of Kevin. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take over from a very tired Mark. Mark just ran out of steam right there. and just went like, right off the edge of a cliff. All right. So the train is gone. It does not <laughs> exist anymore. For those of you that weren't aware of this event, it was the first time they were they were holding it. It was to benefit the Colesburg Harbor Whaling Museum. And uh, I don't know about you, Mark, but I thought that the event was really well attended, especially for a first time event. Oh, definitely. Like I, when I heard that they sold out their two hundred tickets, I thought that was great. Especially, like you said, because it was the first year event. But you know, I guess uh, the. I mean, it's great for the museum. I forget the exact total of how much they it was over seven thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of uh, a lot of funding for the museum. That I think Cindy said some of it was going towards the sperm whale skeleton, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, the other uh, great thing that they have there that I hope gets more funding is uh, the right whale nipple. <laughs> um, if you if you if you haven't, uh, go look at our social media really quick and. Uh, this is a little bit before uh, it goes out, but I, uh, I'm pretty sure Mark is going to take the picture of me hovering over the whale nipple. It's pretty much the only one I've got from that day. Okay. So uh, <laughs> not only is it great, it's our only option. Um, now, quick recap of the breweries that were there. I'm doing this off the top of my head, so if I forget anybody, I'm really sorry. It was uh, our friend Ryan Cook from 27A, Larry Goldstein from Spiderbite. Um, the Meadery was there, WA Meadworks with Joe Bruzzo. Um, Pole Boy with Bobby and Wee Sam. Uh, we also had be- both beer and Long Island Beer Malt Enthusiasts, as and, well as ha- Homebrews and, and Hand yep. Grenades. Um, and Dubco. Right. right? And, uh, oh, Barrage as well. Barrage, 1940s. Mm-hmm. Um, think- Oyster Bay. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about Oyster Bay. And Six Harbors, I think, right? Yes. I did well. Good, good job uh, between the two of us. We could figure shit out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was everybody. Yeah, that I don't think there's anyone. Kind of like doing a mental spin around in my head. And of course, the always uh, amazing island empanada truck. Oh my god, I'm so hungry right now, and that sounds like the most amazing thing on the planet. I thought you could probably literally put some ketchup on your shoe, and I would just gnaw, <laughs> gnaw on it quietly in the corner. Um, the uh, I have to say that the beers that were all the beers that were brought as usual are, are were fantastic. I mean, it's not like any of these breweries doesn't know what's going on. But uh, Ryan Cook, I believe, was the only brewery to kick anything. I don't know if he I don't know if he uh, cheated out and brought a brought a short keg or something, but he had a an uncharacteristic beer for him too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it was a pale ale with mango, vanilla, and I think there was something else in there, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm pretty sure there were three ingredients, and I continue to forget the third one as many times as I tell people about it. Yeah, but regardless, it was not a NEPA, which is uncharacteristic, as yes. you said. And it was very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, oh, we forgot about Blind Bat, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, we did forget Paul. Yep. And uh, the soon-to-be-open Blind Bat in Centerport. 
Yes, I'm very much looking forward to that. He had um, I forget the name of the beer, but it was a smoked lager. It was uh, um, oh, old, old, old Walt, Walt smoked, smoked wit. Yeah, it was a wit, not a lager. Um, that was my think, but my favorite commercial beer that I had there that day. Really yeah, that was that definitely lot. the the tastiest commercial beer that I had. But a special shout out to uh, the cucumber. Uh, oh, that cucumber lime uh, mead. That, yeah, that that's was what it was. Yeah, badass. That I was, was trying to. Re- I know I couldn't remember the other thing that was in it besides the cucumber, but that that was so refreshing. The, yeah, and again for a mead six percent, that's basically a session. That's a session mead. You yeah, know? Like, it is <laughs> for sure. Um, I, you know, if you're a big guy or a drinker, you could drink that. That's that's a hell of a lawnmower mead. Yeah, <laughs> I think we just made a new thing. <laughs> um. I remember nineteen uh, forties having um, they had a lager and the um, yeah, I can't was it Column Shifter? I, they had, they had an, they, an IPA. They had one of their yeah. IPAs. I don't remember yeah. if it was Column Shifter or something else, but they had that and they had their. I think it's just like nineteen forties lager. I don't yeah. know if it has another name. No, and uh, Barrage also went simple, but they were both very good. They also had a lager and um, uh, an IPA. There was uh, from Spider Bite. There was a tro- the chocolate porter, right? Um, straight bees or straight seas? No, straight bees. Straight bees. Yeah. yeah. No, he's still toying around with the recipe for straight seas. <laughs> this, yeah, there's just too many options. <laughs> yes, it's too many. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, that's really most of what I can remember. We, I know, I drank a lot of them. Um, as far as the homebrew clubs, the uh, the Skeeter pee from Hand Grenades. That yeah, was pretty. Insane. That was that was surprising to me because I was like, I don't know, lemonade, but. <laughs> That was tasty. Uh, I think that... Uh, also knock you on your ass at, uh, what was it, 8%? 8%, yeah. And then the other one they had was a cider that was 11%. Right. So they were they were going for the knockout. Uh, over at LIBME, Adam Weiss had a really great saison. Yeah, that was good. Um, oh, Steve and yeah, Justin. Yeah, Steve. Schwenard and, and, uh, and Justin Kramer both had a... They, had they a tasty a, coconut... Right. Uh, doing an IPA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Coconut New England IPA. Yeah, it was very strong on the coconut and quite good. Yeah, it was very tasty. I think our uh, our concoction was uh, was pretty interesting. Yes, there our our cultural appropriation. Yes, cultural appropriation. The Katharina uh, sour fermented with quite yeast and uh, uh, lact and lactobacillus. Well, yeah. Well, we fruited it with blackberry and arnica oh, too. Well, yeah, that w- that's what I was going yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, the Narnil is like uh, a Guatemala slash Ecuadorian fruit in its native range. So, you know, we've got a beer style that originated in Brazil, fruited with fruits from northwest South America, fermented with yeast and bacteria from Norway. <laughs> Yeah, we, we it was a worldwide trip, and it tasted basically like uh, tart fruit juice. Yeah, I, I'm no, it was very tasty. I I enjoyed a few glasses of that my, that myself that day. Yes, and I, I did as well. Um, we also had from and we were we were serving with Bruzies and Revival. We had a couple of different Vienna lagers. Um, we had a, I believe a Chimay clone, and um, it was a New England IPA, and it was a couple other things. We actually had we had eight people. Uh, red ale, right? Um. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank of what Freddie brought. 
Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember when I had that pause too. But you know, we're not going to remember everything. The uh, but it was, the event itself was pretty low key. It was akin uh, to Taps and Talons for anybody who's ever attended or heard of that event, um, which makes sense. That's actually what they were going for. So it was yeah, kind of a perfect home exactly. Run. But it, it was definitely nice. Um, thankfully, tented because it was hot that day. Yeah, a lot of the people who were on the edges of the tent serving were uh, the, on the, I guess it was the south side, commented that uh, the bottoms of their legs were getting getting oh, lit up because roasted, of the, yeah. Yeah, standing, standing right there. Um, it was right out in front of the museum, and it was basically like right off of the the sidewalk, Yeah, which made for some really interesting people driving by, especially in like the little hamlet of Cold Spring Harbor. You know, everyone's like, what the hell is that? Why yeah, are these like people a, here? A Model A. Went by a couple of times. Yeah, it was it's a, it was it had a really great atmosphere, really kind of uh, low key energy. Nobody uh, got rowdy. It was uh, no didn't uh, no pretzel necklaces. So anytime no. I, anytime yeah. I don't see a pretzel necklace, though, you know, shout out to the people with the soft pretzel necklaces. You uh, you definitely represent <laughs> that's, well. That's next level. <laughs> yes. Um, so we were able to get um, was three. Well, we have four interviews. Four, five, five. Four, five, four. Yeah, we have four. Um, one maths. <laughs> well, brewery wise, we had Ryan. Oh, Cook. that reminds me too. Okay, just as a random aside. Yes, my daughter watches too much Peppa Pig when she's over at my in laws' house because she refers to mail as post. Oh God! <laughs> Which listen, if she starts, I find it if she starts spelling tire with a Y and color with a U, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to intervene. I just find it hysterical when, like, I'm, like, looking at the mail, and she's like, oh, did I get any post? <laughs> you know, if Jake said that to me, it would I would take me a very long time to figure out what figure the hell he was talking was, about. Yeah. I would probably ignore him entirely. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you have, to, you have to give her some more America. You have to put on, like, Rambo or something and let her watch it. <laughs> just, you know, hammer it home. So uh, we have interviews from Ryan Cook from 27A Brewing. Um, Larry Goldstein from Spider Bite, um, Bobby from Po Boy, and which one am I missing? Uh, well, and then so, we, we oh, then that's the way. Then and we, we have Cindy. To close yeah, it we out. talked to, to Cindy Grimm, who's the assistant director of the museum and was the organizer of the event. So we, uh, you know, grabbed her at the end of everything to see how it all went, and uh, you know, the next one's already on the calendar uh, for next year, and tickets go on sale in February. So. If we pique your interest, you know, why watch the museum's Facebook page to see when those tickets go on sale. Absolutely. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into our interview with Cindy, and uh, we'll be back after. <laughs> All right. So we're here now with uh, Cindy Grimm, the organizer of the event and the assistant director yes. of the museum. So, you know, is the I know you've previously held a Whales, Ales, and Salty Tales event at the, the museum, but it's never been as big of a beer festival sort of push to it. So, you know, for your inaugural year on, you know, it as a full-blown beer festival, how did it go, like, from your perspective? Like, everything I, seemed to go very smooth from I my end. I thought this was a phenomenal event, not only as the organizer, I'm not saying it just for that, I think everybody had a great time. Um, we got great feedback from the guests that came from the brewers that served. Um, I think it was just such a nice crowd. The vibe was great. I loved it. I mean, I would great. Echo, I would echo that. The, you know, we were pretty close to the road, like, and it didn't, right. like, it honestly felt like we had our own little space. Yeah. I didn't really think about it until now, but there's a 
yeah. fairly busy road right behind us that I never even noticed. It's it was great. It's cozy Cold Spring Harbor. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I mean, I think it was great. We weren't 100% sure this year, so we tried to cap it. So we left, uh, we did sell out at 200 tickets. No, but that's still but, great, especially because yeah. it's like the first year. So, you right. know, it's awesome that it sold out and, you know, everything went really smooth. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm sure you took some lessons away for next year. Yes. but. You know, oh, we have plans for next year. Uh, no, no, and we're, we're looking forward to it already. Because this was a, a great day, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it, it's just going to be continue to be fun in the future. Yes. We will have a competition next year, so beware. Oh, Ooh. nice. Yes, it's got to get a little competitive after all. I want to know when Scurvy Fest is happening. That We got some great ideas for that opinion board. <laughs> right. So I think that's something. We <laughs> that's a takeaway from the event. Can we, ignore, <laughs> can we ignore the pumpkin ale, though, please? Yeah. It's June. <laughs> Someone wrote also more beer. I'm not sure how you get more, more beer. beer. Or unless yes. they mean the club, I'm not sure. Oh, just the club. Maybe yeah. they just want the club. Right, that's it. maybe. Because beer is the best. Wait, maybe that's it. Eight taps wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was a really great event. Um, Island Deponata came out. They had a great time. And it's always great to, yeah. to have them at a beer festival. And he it's won a raffle, which was great. Oh, yeah? Really? Nice. So he's coming awesome. to oh, that's our, fantastic. our Melville Tribute. Perfect timing. Right Speaking there. about being right on the road. Right there, that's Cozy Coast from Harbor. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone hates those people. Coming out. Oh, Thank you. All right. All right well, okay. Brewers are leaving. It's the end of the night. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's very successful. I think you got exactly what you were looking for. Yes. Yep. Well, thanks for taking a couple minutes to talk to us, Absolutely. and uh, we look forward to Anytime. serving again next year. Tickets on sale February 12th for next year. Awesome. Whoa. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so that was our little recap with Cindy at the end of the day before we got the uh, shoot out of the, the museum because other staffers wanted to go home. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a good day, and like I said, the, they already planned in the next one, and I can only assume that it's going to be better than it was this year, and it was already a great start. So definitely uh, see about going next year because, like I said, they sold out. They were turning people away, so when those tickets go on sale, you're going to want to jump on there. But I just wanted to briefly touch on uh, how I started that Saturday, and that was at All Mustache right. Brewing Company out in Riverhead because Justin and I, along with Greg Kelly, won all three of this year's LABME Pro-Am competitions. So Saturday, while I was there, we brewed the uh, Beer to Guard and uh, Greg's uh, English Porter. But I had to run to make it to Cold Spring Harbor from Riverhead uh, before the first beer had reached boil. But everything turned out good so far as I know, and Matt uh, brewed our Doppelbach recipe the uh, following Monday, and those are going to be released at Mustache pretty soon. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely throw that up on the social media when we know when that's going to be. Yeah, when you go in, you have to tell them you want the Beertastic Voyage beers. They won't know what you mean, but it'll be fun for you to say <laughs> well i mean maybe because I, I was decked out in both my hat and t-shirt while i was there so all right hopefully um yeah i was jealous that i couldn't attend i had a, a prior uh, arrangement that i had to deal with but i'm glad they got brewed and i'm, I'm excited to to taste them and to, of course see which one gets picked to go out to gabf going back to uh whales Ellis, and salty tales though i wanted to give a shout out to john's crazy socks who was the event sponsor and uh, if you're not aware, it, well, the company does exactly what you would think by the name, but John himself <laughs> um, 
has a developmental disability. So I, I just thought it was awesome seeing him there, you know, giving back to the community. And uh, definitely check out the company, check out their website. I, I Actually, I drive past their office or their, you know, headquarters, whatever you want to call it, when I'm taking the back roads back to my office when I go out for lunch. So, you know, it was definitely a recognition from me on that front. Uh, Justin, you said you wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just wanted people to know that um, you can always donate to the Whaling Museum. So don't think you have to wait until uh, next year or, you know, to another beer festival or any of their events. That's true. Also, you know, just if you're in the area, it's a great place to take kids. Uh, if anybody follows us on social media, I, I, I had posted, I love that place. I went there a lot as a kid. Um, it's even better than I remembered it. I haven't been there in years. And I can't wait to take my son there. Um, it definitely holds a special place in my heart. So if you uh, are trying to find a local place to uh, donate to and you're a fan of uh, Long Island history in particular, that is a phenomenal choice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I definitely want to make a day out of uh, heading up that way, hitting the fish hatchery. And then also doing the Welling Museum. Yeah, it's it, it would be it's a great uh, one too, especially for uh, if you have kids. Um, so we we've been alluding to these uh, brewers interviews. We're going to uh, play them back to back to back, um, and uh, that's going to be they're going to end right after the interview. So like, don't stick around waiting for uh, for us to come back. We have some uh, some beers to drink and some food to eat. So uh, without further ado, you hear are Ryan Cook, Larry Goldstein, and Bobby Rodriguez. Cheers. Cheers. Hey gang, we're here with Ryan Cook of 27A Brewing Company. How's it going today, Ryan? It's going very well. Could you tell us what you uh, what you brought down to Wales and Ales today? Yeah, so I brought like a, a summer crusher. It's a summer ale, which made popular the style by uh, you know Brooklyn Brewery because it's not a real BDCP style, as I'm sure your uh, co-host will tell you. Yeah, they they always take advantage of the chance when they can be like, yeah, it's this style and it's not the style. I'm like, I if it tastes good, I'm happy with so it. That's it, really what matters. Yeah, it's a marketing term. Yeah. But uh, you know, I like to. It's just a simple, clean, like pale ale. Um, it has like mangoes and peach and so, stuff. Like yeah, that. and I dried it out, and uh, it's super crushable. And then I added uh, mango and peach juice to it, and a little bit of vanilla, just to spice it up because you know people want to try exciting things. So. No, I I really liked it. I, I thought the vanilla was a good job to kind of give it a little bit of warmth to keep it from becoming just overly fruity and become just fruit punch. That, that little bit of vanilla gives it that little bit of warmth back where it's like, all right, where there is some depth of flavor to it here. It's not just going to be fruit juice. Exactly, yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, uh, I, I'm glad, to, glad you appreciate it. So um, you guys are just getting going. Are you open shop yet? Are we coming? Can we stop by and say hi? Or uh, what's the deal? Very so soon. There, you very guys, soon. I will make you guys drag your equipment out, and we're going right. to have a podcast there soon. That's fantastic. We're close. And maybe some more chairs and some other fun All stuff. All right, but, excellent. Uh, so what's, what's kind of the approach that you're looking for? Are you trying to get two or three like flagships that you want to have down and be like, these are the guys that I want to put out there, or are you just, you know what, I'm going to keep putting out whatever I find interesting, and if people agree with me, they're going to come through the doors? Right. It's going to be a combination of both, for sure. Uh, there's definitely going to be some flagships or some go-tos that I'm just going to uh, dial in the recipes, tweaks here and there. just to. And then there's going to be a lot of uh, experimental beers. You know, I've been doing a lot of, like, uh, kettle sours, no boil, raw ales. I've been using the Kvike strains. Uh, just really all over the place in that regard so there's going to be consistent go-to you're going to know those flavors traditional beers and then really wacky experimental new world stuff awesome so you guys um 
you're neighbors with the WA Meadworks guys, right? Like, aren't they fairly close to you? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 800 feet away. Oh, they, you can throw a rock and hit them. There you go. Yeah. In case they get out of line, you know, get a couple extra rocks in the, in the Sometimes bin. Joe does, but yeah. <laughs> and Sand City is going to be opening up another facility in the area. What are your feelings about, like, Lindenhurst just kind of picking up as a, as a beer hotspot? Uh, I'm excited. You know, it's uh, we were walking around town the other day. Uh, we went to this a restaurant restoration we really like, and then we went over to the meadery, and then we walked back to the brewery, and then got in our cars and left, but we were saying it would be great if there's a couple more spots that are more of a good hop around, enjoy some good beers, some, like, you know, good service, and just spend all your time there. You don't have to worry about going anywhere else and just really have a, a destination per se. Yeah, I, I think the that, like, that downtown little neighborhood in Lindenhurst is a is a great spot that is open to be picking back up a little bit. It's been down for a couple of years now, but like I think you got a good shot of like starting to revive that area a little bit. Get a couple, of, get some people, let them bring some money into the area, let them eat at some restaurants in the neighborhood. Right. I mean, you can get some good stuff, and I love that about kind of just the craft beer scene in general. Like it would happen out in Riverhead, you see it in like Holbrook a little bit. Like exactly. it's nice having these little clusters of a couple breweries in the neighborhood. Right. So that that's the thing with me is um, I started home brewing like seven or eight years ago now and then uh I went out and I worked in the in the industry. I worked for Ironheart Mobile Canning, been in every basically brewery in the tri state area. Okay. There and you then go. I brewed out in Greenpoint in Brooklyn and the commute was horrible. But I Yeah. <laughs> I learned uh, you know how to use pumps and hoses and CIP peeing tanks and stuff. I basically did everything, which was good learning experience. And then my intention was to come back and open up a place in Lindenhurst because grown up there, lived there my whole life. And, uh, you know, I just kind of felt now everything with the meadery oh, that's opened up. It's been awesome. We love Joe and Roger and the mead and the atmosphere, the service, the product that they got there. Sand City coming in. It's, it's going to be great. A couple more restaurants popping up that are really to say trendy but it's going to be it's going to be a nice little uh, downtown for sure good that's fantastic man did you do uh, Wales and Ales last year or is this your first time at this event oh first time first time and I love it it's, it's nice intimate small yeah, no, uh, this, is a, this is really enjoyable you know it reminds me of uh, Taps and Towns type of thing which yeah, is great that's another it's fun like one. a little charity thing for the uh, museum here and I don't think they're going to be pulling a whale around like that you could just hang out and, like I don't, a whale <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's cool you can walk around inside yeah. and you know see all the stuff and interact and they're having talks and Awesome. Oh, Brian, thanks for taking a couple minutes. I know I'm, I'm sure uh, the lady's pulling you back that she doesn't <laughs> want to have to pour anymore. Yeah, but thanks yeah. so much for taking the time with us. Yeah, you got it, man. Cheers, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm here with Larry Goldstein from Spider Bite Brewing Company. Larry, how's it going so far at this uh, first annual Whales, Ales, and Salty Tales? Uh, it's going great. It's a beautiful day out. Weather's perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm, uh, you know, I heard that they sold the event out, which is great, especially for the first year here, and it definitely seems like a good turnout. Yeah, everybody uh, seems to be enjoying themselves, and uh, it's a really nice crowd, perfect size. Any, so, I saw uh, the other day that you're going to have a uh, passion fruit sour coming out pretty soon. Do you want to talk about that at all? Um, sure. It's, uh, it's, you know, the typical nowadays kettle sour. Um, we got um, some frozen passion fruit from uh, some French company, but it's really nice. Interesting. We yeah, we tasted the... Uh, Is it Lafay? Lefay or I don't something else? <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, they sent us some samples, and uh, we actually made a small batch, and uh, we really love the fruit. So. Yeah, so that's what sells you on yeah. the passion fruit? Because yeah. that's it. Like, I know that's pretty common, but it's not one of my favorites, so, you know, I figured I'd ask you about that and see. What... Yeah, no, it's it's uh, nice. I was surprised. Like, I've had passion fruit, but when I had the puree and tasted straight, 
super tart. Like, yeah, so that's it's surprising. very tart. But uh, in the beer, even though it's a sour ale, um, it's not it's not over the top. It's nice balance. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for uh, taking a couple minutes here and talking no to me. Thank you. All right, so we're here now with Bobby Rodriguez from Po' Boy Brewery. Bobby, uh, how's your experience been at uh, this inaugural year of uh, Whales, Ales, and Salty Tales? Well, I have to say it was a very, you know, difficult and stormy night. And as I was sailing the seas, I noticed a nice baby beluga whale struggling. So I nursed it back overnight with some, you know, beer from Po' Boy Brewery. But... Nevertheless, this is a phenomenal uh, event, which is the first year that we've uh, participated in. And I have to, going forward, support this you know, um, facility as much as I can because it's not only the history of Long Island, but it's something that defines us as you know, you know, uh, the American you know, person and where we came from. So, why not do it? Yeah, I think it's been like really great so far, uh, especially for like the first year, like really blowing this up as a whole festival. I think everything has run very smoothly and uh, it's been great on that front. Um, so I know like, I know uh, very shortly We Sam is gonna have some beers on tap, but is there anything else new going on at the brewery that you'd like to talk about? Well, at the brewery, we usually have a new cider uh, every week. Uh, I'm one of the few breweries in the country that can make also hard ciders, uh, and which is very popular for us. So every week we usually have a new hard cider and a new beer every two weeks. We have 15 taps and 11 are dedicated to beer and 4 are dedicated to cider. Uh, we sell 96% of our product out of the brewery and 4% uh, goes to some local establishments uh, and it works out very well that way because the community that you know supports us has always been there from the beginning and we're so appreciative of that and we hope that that continues. Well, I know our friends Cliff and Christina that live down the block from you are there quite often, so. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that fact maybe once before Yet I think when you mentioned it to me, oh, I, I keep drinking. telling Cliff that he's got to tell, like, bring that up with you. But, but I don't think you he know ever what? Has. When I see Cliff, usually me and him are drinking, so well, yeah, I don't think we recall. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so it's nice to at least make that connection today. And our friend Taylor, um, I think, did. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, uh, our friend Taylor did uh, farmers market for you. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, nevertheless, it you know the beer communities. As big as it is, is always small. As, right. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And um, it's always nice to see these connections and these personal connections, even if they don't make beer, even if they don't have a brewery. Big deal. We're we're sharing the same, you know, passion for the things that we believe in, and uh, it's nice to to be able to do that with people in even this kind of setting. So it's it's nice that you mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's a great all-around community and uh like you said it is even though there's a lot of people involved it was still very small and all you know everybody knows everybody basically yeah well you know what i i have to just interject for a moment i don't know if the you know the the people that tune in to this program really understand that you guys have been doing 
an awesome job in making beer of your own. You know, it's an evolution of of beer making, and I heard had some earlier stuff from you guys, and I have the recent things, and I'm I can concretely tell you that what you're making is freaking awesome. Thank and you. And the stuff that you had today, the sour was awesome, 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 and I can be able to drink that anytime, any. You know, any point of the year. Thank I appreciate you. that. That's yeah, amazing. I, I'm really, really happy with the way that it turned out. That was, you know, kind of like a crapshoot because we didn't. I, I got, I got that use, I got that use plan, not, and this is the first time I it's used one of it. Our so. most poorly, poorly planned beers. We're kind of like, what do you got? I got this. What do you got? Well, well, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. And uh, it was a really great product, and I can drink it without an issue. My wife is looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking a couple of minutes to talk to us, Bobby. We'll let you get back to what you got to do, and uh, we'll see you at the brewery sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank I'm going to check out the well nipple now. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.